That sums it up really, doesn't it? My mellifluous tones, constantly interrupted by Darren's screeching cacophony. Welcome to Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen, a conversation between two quite brilliant minds. The Leftovers episode. So we've started with music, which I can't use because of copyright. Uh, now a mobile phone's going off. Fabulous. And uh, I'm looking at a cupcake inside a microwave. I think I'll get someone to ring me actually in the middle of the thing from looking at my mobile phone as well. I think we hear Darren's every week. Oh, yes, and about edit it out. So Hagen Dass has appeared in front of the microwave. Uh, very dodgy camera work. Uh, there is a picture I drew of Darren, some of you may remember, but that's not inside of the camera because it's up on a shelf about six feet above Darren's head, uh, behind a plant uh, in the corner where no one can see it unless you're seven foot tall. Um, so now there's a hand getting the Hagen Dars with great difficulty. Uh, yeah, he hasn't got quite the hang of getting ice cream out of a pot. It's a bit tricky. And that's gone into something. And now the camera is going into the other room where Christmas decorations are rolled up. And uh, but so Darren seems to have come as a present because he's got wrapping paper over his head and hopefully that's where it's going to stay for the rest of the podcast. And I can just do this podcast on my own. Uh, as we know, I was the runner up in the Nothing to See Here co-host awards. Sadly, the uh, wrapping paper's coming off. And even more sadly, Darren's got two baubles up his nose. Oh, no, no, sorry. No, they're not up his nostrils. They're hanging from his earlobes. And he's got lovely haircut, though. shaved all his hair off. Oh, they're glittery uh, reindeer antlers from a very small reindeer. But then Darren's quite small, so very small. So, and the hair's all gone, really, which is actually much more startling than anything else uh, I can see at the moment. And there's a dangling felt stroke cardboard Christmas tree above his head with a white Christmas cracker that's just fallen on the floor but that <laughs> but that was uh, in the oh no it's a, it's a Christmas tree box it's a, it's, it's a what Nutella. yeah so of course it is so Darren's gone Icelandic obviously because he's learning Icelandic we're having an Icelandic Christmas it's German stop showing your ignorance being shouted at that I'm ignorant. Why are you describing what I'm saying? You're taking. I know. I know. We've been encouraging you to do audio description, but that's so, taking, that's taking it to a real extreme. Dan, Darren hasn't quite got the hang of where earrings go. He thinks they actually attach to your glasses. Mm. Uh, uh, so it's dry January. So he's yeah. eating ice cream on uh, a chocolate pudding that he's just heated in the microwave. No, no, no. It's a vegan uh, Christmas pudding. You're I'm not doing, vegan. I'm doing leftovers. 
you're not vegan. How do you know? Maybe I'm doing vegan January. Do you know how rude it is to speak with your mouth full on a podcast? No, before we go any further, I was told off twice for eating and talking at the same time during um, a podcast. And now you're going to spend the second podcast eating all the way through it. But the thing is, when I... And there will be complaints. No, no, when I do it, it's art. When you do it, you do it because it's because you're hungry. So it's just irritating. Whereas this is art because I'm actually what I'm doing is a belated Christmas episode uh, with Christmas leftovers. So I think we can call this the Christmas leftover episode or leftovers or over, over this. Um, should probably stop knocking the Buntantella with my ears because it's going to fall on my head. Yeah, this is Buntantella. It's like a green box with a Christmas tree at each end, flat Christmas trees at each end, and it's hanging over Darren's head. But then you look, it's got something really heavy in it, it'll fall down and knock him out. Uh, no, it's been brought down and it's got a load of non-fattening because Darren's on a diet, as we all know, <laughs> having, having put three stone on in the past nine months. Uh, it's full of non-fattening chocolates. Yes. So this, the really sad thing is that uh, Darren has, just for the listeners, a bit of a catch-up. Over the last nine months, Darren's put three stone on, and he thinks, as a way of losing weight, if he shaves his hair off, mm-hmm. that might knock a couple of stones off. So yeah. he shaved his hair off. Uh, and did it work? Have you lost a couple of stone? Uh, well, I lost a few pounds, I think, because it was quite a lot of hair by the end. Mm. Right, so that's a lesson for us all. If you want to lose weight, then just shave, shave your hair off. Uh, as pleasurable as it is, I can't see you, by the way. I can just see your ceiling. No, that's the ceiling. Uh-huh. That's a wall. Should we have a basic lesson in the construction of a room? Okay. Should we do the carpet? No, we're not going to do the carpet because the carpet needs vacuuming. There's a surprise. <laughs> so, um, as it's dry January, uh, I, I don't want to make it awkward in any way for Darren because I, I I never drink. Uh, so fortunately, I never drink. And I can obviously put this into just continue that practice for dry January so that it doesn't. It's basically showing all of his Christmas treats like Bailey's and schnapps and all of that sort of thing. And now he's provocatively poking me by drinking alcohol in front of me, knowing that I'm doing dry January because that's the cliche that I am. What are you making yourself? What's this? Sherry? This is a comedy sound effect, which sounds like a glass uh, having some Baileys poured into it, but actually is just a very clever sound effects done by, I learnt, I went on a three-year course with the BBC Audio Special Effects uh, Department, and I learnt how to do that. That's very good. The irony, of course, is that it's not a comedy sound effect. What you are, in fact, drinking is Al Yun from 2015. Uh, you might as well help peeps drink uh, Al Yun. Uh, I don't even know what that is. You're holding it in your hand. Al Ewan. Yeah, that, that, the sherry, what you are holding in your hand. I'm, a, I'm not holding sherry. And B, uh, sherry doesn't begin with a B. A-O-Y-U-N. A-U-N sherry. You don't need to be embarrassed about your privilege, Stephen. It's like, just own it. Cheers, by the way. Do you know how much, do you know how much, what's that? That's probably a double shot. I reckon... If we did the maths on that, that's probably worth about £20, that double shot, compared so to the, the whole of the bottle, I mean. So we've had some feedback from Ray Norshine, okay. and he said he's just sick of uh, you drinking every um, episode and has been really looking forward to our January podcast with it being dry January. He thinks it'll uh, really improve. You know, um, 
you can't just steal my jokes, right? You know, that doesn't work. You can't just plagiarise every single one of my gags. As you know, I have no originality. I, I am your um, Padwan, so I have, that's what I can do. Anyway, the point of all of this art, effort, is that you were very disappointed that we didn't have a Christmas episode. So what I thought would be nice is if we did like a post-Christmas episode. How was your Christmas? I can pretend that I was interested or cared because obviously it was a bit of a bonkers Christmas. That's the other layer. So I am actually genuinely sort of interested. I thought we could do a bit of kind of, you know, post-reflective deconstruct of our Christmas as we didn't do a, a pre-Christmas episode. How does that feel? I think that's fine with me. Anyway, good. How was your Christmas, Stephen? Shall I tell you about mine? Uh, it was a bit like, it was a bit weird actually because uh, obviously things changed. It was all very dramatic. Things changed. I ended up not seeing the family, which I was really upset about. How was yours? So was the family upset that they didn't see you? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> all jokes aside, because I interrupted you intentionally. How was your How was your break? How's the break been? Have you missed me? Because it's been quite a while. Devastated. Miss, I've been devastated missing you. Have you? Yeah, I've lost a couple of stone. You don't look like it. It's further down. It's come off my legs. <laughs> Fair enough. And? Uh, had a very nice, very quiet, very nice Christmas along with the rest of the world, I should imagine. What did you do? Uh, open presents and we watched uh, Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square, which is one of the finest films ever made. Um, and we had a cook shop who make uh, homemade meals and then freeze them. So because they freeze them, they don't have to put any preservatives in them. They make very fine, not too expensive meals. So we had a very nice cook meal with a bottle of um, sparkling French wine from my brother, made a few phone calls, had a Zoom family Zoom, and I think that was it. Felt like every other Christmas without the fun. Do you normally have fun? Yeah. I bet your Christmases are lots of fun. I bet you do lots of parlour games, don't you? Yeah. What sort of parlour games do you do? Well, we normally do charades. Of course. <laughs> Where do you stand on Christmas pudding? I... My, okay, if we're going to get really serious now. Really serious. You know, remember those big questions that we set up in the pilot episode? Life, death, KFC. Christmas pudding. Uh, my aunt, we was, when I was a child, we had a big family Christmas with my aunt. There was loads and loads of us. And she always used to, oh, she's she of the cake tin. Uh, refer listeners to past episode. Don't know which number. Um, used to make the most amazing. That's how, that's how committed you are to this podcast. You can't even remember a reference to your own joke. Yeah, which, which episode was it? Doing Lightness? Episode 8. Yeah, I don't know if you're just smarmily throwing me off sense, the scent with your confidence or whether you actually are so twisted that you can remember it. Uh, she used to make the most amazing Christmas cake, um, Christmas pudding. But my problem with Christmas pudding is, and I think I can solve this problem, is you have this great big meal and then you're given Christmas cake and Christmas pudding and nobody wants it because everyone is just too full. Christmas pudding just should be eaten separately on a different day to Christmas Day when everyone could just enjoy it for what it is without feeling so full of food they don't want to have it, which is why I think people think they don't like it. I never thought I'd hear myself say this. There, I've said it. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't say it out loud, did I? And we're doing a podcast. Um, I was agreeing with your Christmas pudding point because actually eating, I don't generally enjoy Christmas pudding, but eating this today, like you say, not having had far too much food, it's nice. Whereas normally I'm a bit indifferent mm. because I've had, like you say, 18 courses of food that I probably didn't need or want. And yet we have these very strange rituals 
uh, that we enforce on ourselves, which mostly involve too much of everything, too much booze, too much food, too many people, too much time together. As you've no friends and your family doesn't like you, uh, how many people do you normally have spend Christmas Day with? Well, if I very often I spend it with my family. And so they actually do unlock the door when you knock on it. Yeah, I mean I have to bang for probably about an hour, uh, and I think it's just that they get so tired of of of, of the noise that then eventually they let me in. So this year, um, as you weren't there in person to upset everybody, did you manage to upset anybody virtually? Great. I love this. This is so going to become a regular feature. Who is Darren upset since we last met? I'm going to I'm going to organise the jingle for the next episode. I'm actually being serious and we can play who is Darren upset since we last met. Did I manage to upset anyone on Christmas Day? Um, Father Christmas seemed a bit annoyed with me. I don't know, but he didn't bring me, I didn't, he didn't bring me my stocking. Mm. I think he passively did like a bit of a Stephen Thompson pass ag thing. Like he didn't let me know he wasn't going to bring me a stocking. Did a stocking turn up? No. I'm not even sure that's passive aggressive. I think that's aggressive aggressive. I, just I think it's aggressive aggressive. I think he just didn't bother. Uh, so there's a card that says NTSH. Um, and so I've kept it till today because obviously it's the first time we've seen each other since the old Crimbo holes. Uh, I've kept it for today. Well, go on then, open it. So it says NTSH. Very pretty. That is a pretty card. So it's a, a pink background with a Christmas tree on it. Uh, dear Darren and Stephen, wishing you all the best for the holiday season and for a happier, healthier 2021. Brendan and the team at Beds of Devon. Oh, isn't that lovely? Who's Nadine? Grandad. Grandad. Brendan and the team. Thank you. Okay, there was a bit of a wobble on the Zoom and it sounded like Brendan and Nadine. And as I was voicing that, I suddenly thought it's obviously it was Brendan and the team. Obviously it was Brendan and the team. But it could have been his wife, Nadine. You're presuming he's heterosexual. Welcome to your prejudice as ever. Beds of Devon, beds of Devon, sleep for now and evermore sleep for now and evermore um so beds of devon cockington obviously times is hard at the moment we're back in lockdown get online high streets are shut so uh brendan beautifully for the new year 20 percent off uh everything in store uh if you do uh, ntsh as you check out and the great thing is that uh, uh, Brendan and the team, they're giving 10% of uh, everything they're selling to charity. Unlike this bed company, who are giving money, by the way, but they're giving money to, some might argue, questionable organisations. Just bear with me for one second. This is a real thing that happened this week. Especially a United States president. So it's very cool to be here and to be um, covering history live and in the making. I do want to say we absolutely could not be here without our partner for today and a huge partner for the Women for America First bus tour. Again, they're putting on this event. MyPillow was one of the main sponsors for the Women for America First bus tour, and he is our partner for today. So it's pretty obvious what he does with those profits. He turns around and goes back and supports conservative organizations. Um, and businesses like RSB, and he actually gives us 50% of all 
profits back to us as a network to continue traveling the country and covering these. So everything you guys buy helps our SBN as well as Mike Lindell so that you can save up to 66% off. This is the biggest code discount they have given in history and the absolute best. One of the biggest things is they're only $69.98. Get that down to $29.98. Mike Lindell will actually be speaking here today, so we can look forward to that. Make sure you get your orders in before their website shuts down or possibly even crashes because it is going to be such high demand for his products today. The man is an incredible patriot and friends of President Trump. And we're honored to work with him. Now, so this is genuinely real. But this is a right-wing broadcaster that broadcast from the Trump rally uh, earlier on in the week before everything kicked off. Genuinely sponsored by My Pillow, genuinely funding uh, this right-wing broadcasting organization. How bonkers is that? Thank whoever we need to thank that there are people in the world like Brendan and Beds of Devon who have real hearts, who care for people and, and give money to charity and who aren't um, evil. Uh, yeah, thank you very much, Walter F. in Shambles from uh, USA. Uh, Walter F. in Shambles USA for bringing that to our attention. So um, uh, we had a bit of feedback from Miles Prower. I'm uh, complaining about the tapping that goes on during the during the podcast recording. So I'm just warning Miles uh, that um, I'm just about to do a bit of tapping because I actually want to look up because uh, presumably it's crashed from what you were saying. Yeah, I mean, 60% up. I mean, come on. Official. Oh, my God. Oh, it's got a UK site as well, which is even more frightening. Absolutely no indication they've got any affiliation with anything anywhere other than it's a UK company. Thank God for Beds of Devon. I think it's because we've had a break, uh, possibly, and also because you've obviously set up the mailing list, which is proving very popular. Do add yourselves. Uh, <laughs> do join us uh, when you can, please, people. Um, but we've had a, uh, an email uh, from Jessie Swanson. Uh, thanks for getting in touch, Jessie. She says, Dear Darren and Stephen, I'm an avid follower of NTSH and I'm a huge fan of Darren's non-mellifluous but beautiful voice. And he is also so very funny. It must be a real hoot working with him, Stephen. And then she's done an exclamation mark to make sure that point hit home. Um, just Darren, one. Yeah, just one. Uh, Darren is very noisy about inviting feedback. So I hope you will indulge me when I let you know that in this instance, I'm writing in my role as chair of Tupperwarers UK, an organisation for avid devotees of all things containing. I am aware that it seems that Stephen gets very easily displaced by long letters of complaint. So I will keep this short. Your Tupperware section so far has been shocking. Each week it gets worse instead of better. So I thought you might wish to replace it with a different section, something more useful. How about a useful top tip, for instance? I attach a voice note as an example, see what you think. But before you listen, I promise you, it cannot be any worse than Darren's attempts at pretending he knows anything about Tupperware. I think that's a little bit harsh. Jesse's taken the effort to get in touch. Uh, so I'm willing to indulge this, but I think a little bit harsh, but anyway, bear with me. Oh, we've got crackers to do at some point. I'm not allowed to touch our leftover crackers, but one of the highlights of our Christmas day was pulling the Christmas cracker and the Christmas crackers are special magic gifted uh, Christmas crackers. So they've got a little magic trick inside each Christmas cracker. And I was going to demonstrate one that I thought was anal beads, but turned out to be a Christmas cracker, uh, 
magic trick, but uh, they're so crap, I'm not going to. That was an almost interesting anecdote. Mm. Uh, here is Jesse Cronson's top tip. If you need that extra protection when sending an envelope, box, bag, or even moving home, use popcorn that has been popped already. If the recipient then eats the padding, it's a whole new way to recycle. Yeah, I've got a lot of issues with that, but I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> I want to know what the issues are. Well, why would you make a load of popcorn and then not eat it? Do you know what? For the second time today, I never thought I would hear myself say this. <laughs> there, I've said it. Yeah, so, okay, that was uh, Jessie's top tips. So she carries on the letter. Not a letter, it's an email. Sorry, Darren. I mean, you are clearly extremely talented, extremely sexy, and massively attractive in every way. But even if I was with you right now, and you were in front of me in all your stunning nakedness, I'm not sure I could get past your poor Tupperware knowledge. I hope you received this feedback in the spirit it was intended. And do let me know if you'd like some more tips. Warmest regards, Jessie Cronson. Yes, that's lovely. I don't know what we do with that, Jessie. I do feel she's the sort of the cement in the brick between the bricks of our co-presenting podcastingness. What about yeah, her and Arnold? So what does that make Arnold? Well, we're coming to Arnold in a minute, actually, because I have had a bit of uh, contact with Arnold. Right. Right. So I've been talking to Arnold Holy, who I think's on episode three of our uh, podcast now. They're doing quite well. I, uh, I Hang on, hang on, hang on. How many episodes have we done? 14, 15. 16. 16. Yeah. If you took any notice of what we did, you'd know that. I think being on episode three at this stage, a bit rubbish. I love Arnold. I'm just saying. I think that's quite impressive. And um, My, I do. anyway, I was having a chat to Arnold mm. about, funnily enough, about baby lemons. You've clearly got Arnold on the bat phone, otherwise known as the inappropriate phone hotline arnold originally emailed me and i made the huge mistake of then passing that email on to you right uh so that's how arnold and i are in touch with each other because every time you mention arnold they get very very upset and i have to calm them down uh and it's it's moved from an email relationship now on to a phone relationship i'm desperately trying to get arnold not to phone 111, but it is getting to that stage now and it's all your fault. So I've been in, well, I was talking to Arnold about, uh, because Arnold gets very upset about you generally and what you do and say, I have to forewarn Arnold of what's coming up in future episodes. So I forewarned Arnold about that ridiculous baby lemon episode. And um, what episode number is that, Stephen? Yeah, that one, that the one that had a number. Do you take any notice of anything we do? And um, Arnold went into their fridge. Nice. Uh, so Arnold had a jar of baby, like genuinely had a jar of Odysseus preserved Beldy lemons. Yep. Uh, and has convinced me that baby lemons are the Moroccan type that I originally spoke of. So I'm actually very happy now to have solved the mystery of the baby lemons. No thanks to you, every thanks, and a big shout out for Arnold Holy, the cement of our podcast. Thank you for looking so impressed. I, I'm, I know, I'm just, I'm a little worried about you putting your bricks in Arnold's cement and the inappropriateness of that. 
So I'd like to thank you for the complete lack of audio description there of what I was doing. You did it. You didn't give any space for it. I went to do it. You kept talking. Again, you were doing that thing. You had things in your head and you felt the need to say them out loud, which is where it always goes wrong in this podcast. If you'd shut up, I would have done some bigging up appreciation of the Boldy Lemons, my favourite type of baby lemon. They're Moroccan, don't you know? Could have told you that before. Yeah, but you never did. When I asked you about 50,000 times, what's a baby lemon? You never told me they were Moroccan. No, instead you got a whole episode out of, out of me explaining to you what baby lemons were. What I got is a whole trauma over whether baby lemons existed or not. Obviously I had to discuss with my therapist who's getting a bit tired of hearing your name week after week. So we've had some feedback from uh, Peter Sout, big fan of the football corner. Uh, Thinks about time we did that. Big up, Peter's out. Football with Dallas TV. Yeah, another spectacular football section. Loved that. That was amazing. It was actually. It's very good. I think it's our profoundest one yet, reflecting on like, taking it into the bigger world, you know, abstractly referring to COVID, you know, bringing in the bigger P politics along with the smaller P politics. Beautiful, deep, amazing, Stephen. Thanks. I was thinking, you know, talking of regulars, if we do do, because obviously the football's a big regular, uh, if we do do Who's Down Annoyed This Week, even if you haven't annoyed anyone outside of this podcast, you annoy me every single week. So, uh, so that's a really good uh, addition to the cement of this podcast, I think. So it could be a little bit like uh, genuine promote indulgent gloat. We'd always, because there'd always be a default. I kind of like that. Genuine promote or indulgent gloat. Tails. Tails. That's an indulgent gloat, Stephen Thompson. We haven't Gosh, had one of those for ages. Indulgent gloat. I got a shed loads of beautiful Christmas presents. Uh, there was lots of communications of care. I got lots of lovely things. Lots of lovely uh, penguin stuff. That was amazing. Uh, I got lots of... Um, I had a whole advent thing that went on where there were presents hidden. Uh, got really beautiful things. So basically, I'm gloating about my Christmas. Uh, that's this section. And one of the things I'm going to gloat about is uh, from some very special friends of mine. I got a beautiful book called Your Table and Mine, which is uh, a recipe book and it's food for remembering, belonging and connecting. It's illustrated by Jasmine Angel. Uh, and basically it's, uh, it's to do with the Trauma Foundation Southwest, um, which is a counseling and psychotherapy service for refugees and asylum seekers. My friends, my lovely friends bought me this book, Your Table and Mine, and the money from the book, and it's got some beautiful recipes in it, which are all from refugees and in conversation with their therapists. So each, there's a recipe and there's a conversation. And obviously the money from the book uh, went to the TFSW. So uh, that is my indulgent gloat, my beautiful Christmas presents. I'm gonna say something I've never said before. That's amazing. <laughs> so before we go, uh, I just need to share this. Are we going? Uh, I've had an email from my union who have been very supportive of me in difficult times this year. Mm -hmm. uh, they do what they call bite-sized courses. Right. Uh, some of which are banded under the title professional skills. This one is professional skills 112. 
and it's called Dealing with Difficult People. Nice. Uh, about this event, having to deal with difficult people, whether they be managers, co-workers, clients or co-presenters, can lead to staff members and broadcasters feeling demoralised, demotivated and stressed and overwhelmed. This course will look at ways of assessing the problem, trying to understand why the other person is being difficult, especially as they live on their own, and how to resolve such situations. This course will empower you to make better decisions, feel less overwhelmed, and ensure you have the tools to manage any challenging situation in the workplace. So obviously I've signed up for that. Uh, and I will be letting you know the, uh, I'll give you some feedback on the fallout of it. You're going to give me some feedback on the fallout of it? Well, I imagine there'll be a big fallout. <laughs> bye. Is that a bye? Because we haven't done the drilling yet. We haven't done sex fact either. Oh, put the bloody sex fact in. Sex fact, sex fact. Here's a sex fact. Formicophilia means liking insects on your skin. Well, that was a sex fact. How's your drilling? Your no, Christmas drilling? Don't, don't, like you've been a bit, today you've been working a little bit too hard. You've been a bit Yeah, too, I'm exhausted now. You've been a bit too keen. You've been, you've, you've come a bit too forward. And as a result, it's been a bit too much of you in the episode. Uh, don't start controlling the end as well. Because, the, yeah, don't. It's a bad <laughs> idea. Remember most of what you think about should stay in your head. Um, it's a new year. Uh, there's new things to be drilled with new purpose. Uh, I've, you know, we all set our new, what's your new year's resolution, Stephen? Don't do them, never have done. Right, that's creative. Genuinely, no, it's just because I, no, because no one, I've never known anybody who's ever made a new year's revolution and kept it. You either try and live your life properly all year round or you just don't bother. So perhaps your New Year's resolution could be to try and live your life all year round properly. <laughs> I mean, that might be a bit ambitious, to be honest, given the amount that's wrong with your life. Yeah, mine is to do more quality drilling. Oh, not more quality podcasting, just no. drilling. I think I'm setting myself up to fail because you and I do a podcast, unless I went and did my own podcast or found another co-presenter I think that's a very unrealistic aspiration and of course that's where people go wrong with their with their January little resolutions they set them too big they go oh I'm gonna do dry January rather than going do you know what I might cut down the booze or I might not drink this week blah 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 well what, so what's your resolution more quality drilling I'm gonna try and be uh even more honest oh <laughs> Why are you all godding at that? <laughs> my aim in 2021 is I'm going to speak my truth <laughs> more, even louder. Uh, not because I particularly want to, but because I think it will be funny. I'm not even joking, as well you know. So I am going to, to, to play around with being even more honest. So of the few friends that you're desperately clinging on to, you may, you're going to stamp on their fingers, basically, and watch them drop off the cliff edge. Uh, and by the end of 2021, 20, it'll just be you and 
the wine bottle in the corner. Yeah. If you can't work at our friendship hard enough to not let go of the cliff when I'm stamping on your fingers, what's the point of the friendship? I just think your honesty needs adjusting slightly and then it'll be fine. Right. I'm going to repack away my Christmas decorations for the second time this year. I hope that isn't a genuine resolution, that you're just going to be more honest. No, it is. <sighs> I'm going to tolerate even less this year. <sighs> That's my aim, is to tolerate even less bad behaviour. So I'm going to nip shit in the bud even sooner. That, oh, that really is apple juice. That bit. No, this really is about the apple juice. I'm on a January detox. Um, January detox. What does that even mean? That's up there with alternative sexuality. That is a January detox. Was that because there was a fire in the grate? Oh, because if oh. you've got a fire burning, it can't come down the chimney. I don't know. Oh, got my it. God, you're stupid. I haven't got a chimney. So how I mean, does Father Christmas get in the house then? Isn't that the isn't that the eternal question? Because he's magic. Okay. So that means that my fingers will be stamped on harder and longer in the coming year. That was Nothing to See Here with Darren and Stephen, the leftovers episode, which we'd like to dedicate to the memory of Mike Maltby. Thank you for listening. Now, uh, do you want a present? So, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to try that again? Yes. But, um, what I was going to say is, funnily enough, that that uh, Jesse, you can tell I'm <laughs> you can tell I'm multitasking at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. Actually, don't wave your hand in my face. That's very rude. May I continue? I'm not stopping you. <laughs>